Hello and welcome to VIP Boxing's Bell to Bell podcast, episode 77. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube or listening on iTunes or Spotify, uh, it'd be great if you could give us a review and, of course, subscribe to VIP Boxing U- YouTube. You know me, Steve Lillis, and in the, uh, the, I think he's in your top, he's in my, he's in my top left-hand corner. The hair's growing, it's John Evans. Uh, you all right, John? Yeah, I'm good, Steve. I'm, I'm surprised uh, our guest Tom Farrell's come on today. I thought it'd have been a... I know he's a big Liverpool fan. I thought he would have been crying his eyes all, all weekend. Well, you could. I'll let you ask him about it when you ask your question. I'm going to say Tom Farrell, who's the, the super lightweight title contender, is back in action. Liverpool Arena on June 17. His first fight since losing to Corey Gibbs um, in a boxer tournament where he saw off uh, Ben Fields and his VIP stablemate Kane Gardner. Um, thanks for joining us today, Tom. Uh, first of all, what sort of um, opposition can we look forward to you facing in Liverpool or in a fight after that? I'm not too sure on uh, on on this one. I was I was due to fight uh, Harlem Eubank. I'd agreed to fight him, um, but obviously he, he had a fight with Nasha. I think it was like the 15th of May, 15th of this month. So it was a quick turnaround. So I was worried that that might not come off. Um, but they've obviously they've, they've asked for that to be delayed and you know maybe put on a, on a show further down the line. So. Yeah, I've agreed to that and obviously want to get a good win on this one and, you know, push on and, you know, it's a good, good domestic fight and hopefully there can be some sort of title on the line for it. Yeah, very lively fight, you and Harlem. He had a great win, of course, against uh, your friend and rival, Masha Dobb, didn't he? Yeah, he, he did, yeah. He looked good for as long as, uh, as, long as it lasted. So, yeah, he, you know, it, it's definitely it's heating up into a good little, good little domestic clash. You can it, talk it, football, a- John. <laughs> No, Tom's never Tonian, isn't he? I was winding him up oh, there. Me there he, he's probably crying tears of joy about it. But I was, I was going to say, Tom, these Wasserman shows, that'd be a big, big stage for you. I was speaking to Denzel Bentley last week and he couldn't believe the attention that fight he had with Udolfia got. I think a million people tuned it, in it, in yeah. the end. You know, it's, people underestimate Channel 5 and Terrestrial TV. That'd yeah. be a big, big fight, you and Harlem you it, it was a cracking fight that as well, wasn't it? Bentley and uh, Udolfia, so yeah, all three with him. We can get some sort of a uh, some sort of slam like that that they got, and you know, it's a, I'm always in good fights, so I'm sure uh, I'm sure Harlem would entertain as well. I tell you what, John, that's interesting. Your point there, you make John about the million viewers because when Mick Hennessy had his contract at Channel Five, that's what hit they were getting for the main events. They were just yes. about hitting a million viewers. So was it a Friday night last week as well? Was it? Yeah, they even changing to a Friday night, which isn't as good as a Saturday their viewers are holding up. People will still want Channel 5 boxing, which is which is really good. And that, that's amazing figures for a Friday night. That most yeah. probably makes Denzel the most watched fighter in Britain this year. He said he was walking around the old two, getting recognised. And he, you know, <laughs> he was surprised by it. So that just shows how much of a reach it got. At least he's still taking your calls, John. <laughs> he's, been you, he's been with you since day one, Denzel Bentley. I'll tell you what, Tom, <laughs> if you ever speak to John... One, there's a few people you don't say a bad word about. Denzel Bentley's one of them. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to answer any of John's calls anymore. Sticky's giving me over there. Then. <laughs> hey, just I before got... we just be Steve, just before we start the pod, I, I've, I've seen a lot of Evertonians, you know, uh, praising Frank Lampard and the job he did taking them from 16 <laughs> to 16. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Who would you have rather had in a relegation battle, Frankie Lampard or Big Sam? Who would have had him safer sooner? Big Sam, I tell you what, oh, I, 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 I like. You know what? With Everton, I, I've been there a, quite a lot with Fulham, and 
we'll sort we'll go on to boxing straight after this. And after Craven Cottage, it's my favourite away ground. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's absolutely superb. It's old school. It'll be when that goes, that's the last of the great grounds going. You know, they're modernising Anfield and what have you. It's kept. It's fantastic in there. And uh, but so I've always, you know, oh, Everton. I've been there. I went there in 1975 when Fulham beat them in the FA Cup. You know, all that. I've gone a lot of affinity with that ground. Um, but as soon as Lampard went in there. I went often because he used to score goals against Fulham at the Amazon <laughs> and run to us and kiss his badge. Oh, God. so Everton's gone from me now. He scored, he scored plenty against us, to be sure, a few walkers. He uh, was a bit too much of a badge kisser for me. And if you're a Fulham fan and you lived in the shadow of Chelsea, it's not nice. Anyway, we're going to talk boxing. That's what people yeah. are tuning in to listen, not really about my, uh, my you know, my, my, my secret love of Everton. Um, John, do you want to start me off this week? Yeah, away we go, Steve. Ready when you are. Yeah, um, Joe Cordina, can he become a star? Um, his fight this weekend, is it Kenichi Ogawa, the IBF super featherweight champion who he challenges in Cardiff, but didn't become the first Cardiff boxer since Barry Jones, I think. It was, oh, 96, 97, Barry Jones won his world title. Anyway, November 2015, I interviewed Eddie Hearn and Frank Warren on a Q&A for Boxing Monthly. And back then... I asked Eddie Hearn who would be the superstar of the 2016 Rio Olympics. And he said, without even, men, I remember the call to Eddie, Joe Cordina. Here we are seven years on from that interview and Eddie's promoting him in a world title fight. And it's just, can he become a superstar, this guy? Um, you know, we've got too many of these guys in British boxing who we all know in boxing, Joshua Buatzi, Joe Cordina. And take away outside of boxing, they're unknown outside their own town. All respect to Joshua Buatzi. Unless you're from Crystal Palace or Croydon, you don't know him. And it's the same with Cardiff for Joe Cordina. And they're just, you know, I'm hoping he can really deliver and that somehow they can sell him right to make him, make him a mainstream star. If he wins, what's a tough fight on Saturday night? Yeah, I, I think it's very difficult. He's had 14 fights in over five years, Cordina. Yeah. That's not enough. He's, he's not been at a good enough level. And now his big world title fight's going to come on zone, which we know people struggle to watch. They're going to have to start with Cardina building him up in Cardiff, maybe getting some defences there, build up his popularity there and bring him out. But all this should have been done two, three years ago. Yeah, He's got undoubted talent, hasn't he? Undoubted ability. And when he puts it together, he's, he's sensational to watch. But I just wonder if he's missed the boat a little bit. Yeah. Over 30-year-olds now. Yeah. Um, it's not fighting a superstar title holder who can really make a name beat him. He's fighting this uh, a guy of a Japanese guy. And I think Cordina's going to have to do it with spectacular performances now. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? I just think, you know, Eddie saying that in 2015 about him, you thought you'd made a bigger push for him. But there you go. What's your opinion of Tom? Of Joe? Yeah, I, think, uh, I think exactly how John just said there. He's, he's unbelievable. He's, he's, he's one of the biggest, biggest talents we've got. But maybe it's as long as... His selling, his selling side of it, his likability, and his, you know, outside of the boxing world, maybe, you know, some people probably don't really recognise him and not really onto him. But in in terms of like boxing world, I I rate him right up there. I think he's top class, and yeah, I think hopefully he does the job, and yeah, and hopefully then he, he can start getting some plaudits that he deserves. Really. Yeah, you mentioned the zone there, John. It just shows to show you the million people for Denzel Bentley. More people know him than Joe Cordina now. Crazy, isn't it? It's uh, it's unbelievable. But now, good luck to Denzel. Uh, 
but it just shows the power of terrestrial TV and having, you know, a mainstream broadcaster behind you, doesn't it? It does, it does. Ding, ding. <laughs> Over to you, uh, John, um, another one of your people you like, Zelfa. Yeah, same show. Um, and it's almost like a semi-final for Zelfa this weekend. He's banging line to fight the winner of Cardina and Agawa. And Zelfa wasn't too happy that Cardina got the shot before him. He thought he deserved it first. He's fighting a guy, Kurbanov, who lost the majority decision to Cardina just last year. Uh, and I know Zelfa's dead set on stealing the show. You know, he wants people to be talking about him, not Cardina on, on Sunday morning. He want, he's, he's dead set on putting in a performance that will make people sit up and take notice. And do you know what? I, I think he has to. I don't think he's shone since... He moved to the zone. I know we have a spectacular knockout of Donovan, but he had to real bite down and dig in to turn that around. I, I know he was very happy with the last fight uh, at the arena, but I thought it was a little bit safety first. I, I think he could have taken a... Sorry, the guy's name escapes me, but I think he could have taken him out in a, a bit more spectacular style. And I think it's time for Zelfa to, to show what he can do. Um, big opportunity, big showcase. And I think he needs to make himself... Uh, unmissable for a world title fight rather than just being just another challenger. Yeah, it's a great point you made there about these performances. I mean, uh, when I knew you were bringing up this topic, I had a quick look at the number, the, 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 quite a lot of the, all the fights he's had since um, the Ronnie Clark defeat. And I'd say the only time he's been completely flawless was the Leon Woodstock fight that night in Leeds. I Brilliant. thought he was yeah. fantastic that night. But what amazes me with Zelfa, um, Tom will know about this weight making, is how he's kept weight for eight years because he's a big, big super featherweight. Now, you know, you all know about making weight, Tom. Where, where, where do you, you know, how hard do you think it's been for Zelfa to stay at uh, 130 pounds? Must have been hard because he, he was, I think he was, you think he, he was fighting at a rather similar weight to me as an amateur, like 64 kg. Um, so he's he's come down and he's, and he's kept it down. Obviously, he's, uh, he, he must struggle because he's tall, he's long, he's quite limby, isn't yeah. he? So yeah, he, he must find it hard. But, you know, it's... It's part and parcel of it, isn't it? I think Joe Cordina does great as well to, to do super to, to do super featherweight himself. So it's a, it's it's all about staying staying on the ball, staying switched so on with your food and your diet, isn't it? You start cheating, that's when it that's when it, do, it doesn't doesn't pay off really. Can you imagine if if Zelfa really does look the part and Cordina looks the part, then we've got one another one of these all British fights that that we, we love, don't we? You know, a couple got announced today. Nick Ball got announced oh, against what, uh, Nathaniel yeah, Collins. What a fight that Ketlin, is. Lennox Clark, Dennis McCann, James Beach. We love these British fights, don't we? And well, I'm just crossing my fingers that Zelfa and Cardina both do the business, both look the part this weekend, and then they can both make a fair bit of cash and get in a fight which will really propel them onto yeah, the next level. Right. And the winner of that then is set. You know, the winner of that is going to be in big fights. He's going to yeah. be a name. I think we've both got to do the business this weekend for that to happen. I was, I was, oh, missed it. Over to you, Tom. Ju ju judging fights, but throwing what you were going to say there before you go on about judges. I, I was just going to say, I was looking at his record, but I it. I think his last defeat was against Joe Cordina, where so it was a majority, I think it was a majority decision. Yeah. Um. So you know, he, he's it's not it's no easy fight either. So as you said, he's got to he's got to look good, doesn't he? He's got to got to do the business first. Go on, Tom. Now tell tell us about your gripe or like for judging at the moment. Yeah, just I, I was uh, just on on the whole judging judging lately. It's been a bit been a bit bad, hasn't it? It's been terrible lately more than ever. I think obviously you don't have to you only have to look back at Jack Catterall and 
and Josh Taylor and all the fiasco surrounding that. Um, but then there was another one that was that, that sprung to mind. Was, I was watching at the time, Tony Yoka versus Bacoli. I was watching and I was just thinking, he, he's getting, he's bashing, bashing him up. I don't think there was, you couldn't really argue to give to give Yoka a round. And the French, one, one of the French was just to actually give it to Yoka. I was like, how was how that happened? Like, how, how, are, how are people getting away with that in boxing on, on the whole? Oh, yeah, that was a bit, bit of a thing. Yeah, you know what? I was it, one of the topics boxers who come on this bring up more than anything. I saw, but he's judging, so you can see it really gets to boxers more than anything. But you know what? What I've been thinking there was a fight last week and it just escaped me. Oh, which one it was, John Might, remember? And um, it could have gone the other way. It was um, the right decision, and we're actually praising judges when they all get it right and are fair. I mean, that tells you the state mm. of where it's going, that you're actually praising judges when they get it right. It's like when you praise a football referee, oh, we had a good game, you didn't notice him. It's terrible that you've got to, like, actually, when yeah. judges get it right, you give them a pat on the back. That's what they're paid to do. Yeah, yeah definitely. So is, this, this... is it at the point now when you've got a fight lined up, when you know the judges, you look at them and, and it plays in your mind a little bit that if they've handed in bad cards, or can, can you, do you refuse to let it enter your mind? Yeah, I've got a few. I've got a few other than bad cards against me in the boxing world. I'm not gonna uh, not gonna say nothing in case in case they're <laughs> in line for the upcoming ones. But uh, I was giving them a bit of stiff last time. But I was at a show, but uh, hopefully that doesn't doesn't bite me in the ass. But yeah, it's it's one of them, is it? It's, it's like how how are they getting held, held accountable? Like some of them, you're looking and you're thinking. You don't, how are you getting away with that? How how are you not seeing what everyone else is seeing? So, and then obviously when you when when the likes of it was it was Ian was it Ian John Lewis who got pulled in? Someone got yeah. pulled in and downgraded from to, Ian, to yeah. like a, a, a star referee. But you know what 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 really is that? He's still he's not really, that's not what he can feel man. Is he? Like it's it's still no it's no benefit to, to obviously Castle. Round four. Um. Fat's incredible. What's incredible is uh, the fact that Ricky Hatton's lost um, for this exhibition with Marco Antonio Barrera. I think what Ricky's done in what seems no time is ridiculous. And I, you know what? I just, I just find him. You know, that's just that's inspirational stuff. What he's done, the way he looks, like it's taken ten years off his face. Uh, all for an exhibition with Marco Barrera, his mate. I mean, let's be honest, it's an exhibition. They're going to enjoy themselves doing it. They could even have a little spa beforehand to see what they can and can't get away with. Who knows how they're going to do it? But you know what? I just think people knocking these guys, having these exhibitions, um, you know, um, but when I see someone like Ricky Hatton get into the shape he has from where he was, I just think we've got to get by. You know, you don't have to get behind them, but don't knock them because he's got an incredible shape. Even though it's bizarre how the show's now taking place, it's going after the the um, Huey Fury Michael Hunter fight at the arena. They're finishing the next the next set of promoters are taking over for the night. It's a bit bizarre how it's happening, but you know what? Fair play to Ricky. And if he wants to have another exhibition after this, I, I'm I'm all for it because it's got him into the shape he hasn't been in since he was last in the ring when he had that fight against um I can't visit it the Ukrainian guy um Jenko yeah um, yeah, uh, yeah at the at the arena um fantastic and just want to give a shout out to Ricky at how well he's done yeah go on Tom you, you think you, you've got to take for what it is isn't it it's not 
it's all effort yeah. to come back to the world title fight. They're not trying to, trying to achieve anything like Aldi or Andy. They, they just love, both obviously love the sport and, you know, it, it'll be, it will be good to, to see like two of probably my, my favourite fighters to, you know, have a little, you know, you know, the mates, you know, it's not, it's not going to get, it's not going to get that heated, but it's, you know, it's one of them, isn't it? Let, let, let them enjoy it. They were, Give us some of some of our best nights in, in boxing, especially Ricky with British boxing. The following that he had, and I used to, I, he was probably one of the people who first got me into boxing, like watching because I lo- loved loved his style and loved loved, loved how he entertained me. So yeah, I'll definitely definitely be tuning in. It's just like Roy Jones and and, and Tyson when they, they had it. You know, you, everyone knew what it was about, and and most people still watched it because they were some of the best, most watched fighters that we ever seen. So. Uh, don't get too ahead of yourselves and as, as you said John, uh, Steve you know look how, how much of a bad place he's been in in terms of his weight and like depression at times over the years that he's come out and said well, like, obviously to see him in, in, in great shape again like he wasn't in his fighting it can only be a plus can it really yeah fair play to him as well for taking it serious I was trying to work out what weight it was going to be at, and I, I settled on it'll be both wearing t-shirts weight but Ricky uh, I don't know Ricky Ricky's got himself in shape and hopefully Barrera has too, so it's brilliant. Round five, John, I'm one of your favourites at the moment. The tank. Yeah, well, for a long time. Yeah. He used to speak to uh, Tank Davis fairly regularly before he signed with Mayweather Promotions. He was always pretty easy to get hold of and was a good fella. And then he, he became very difficult to get hold of when he went with Mayweather Promotions. Um, but it's time now. It's time for Tank to be let off a leash, isn't it? You know, it, He's fighting mid-range guys and, and doing the business. People like Isaac Cruz and Rolando Romero at weekend. And let's give Romero credit because he was better than I thought he'd be. Yeah, but he held his us. nerve. He caused some problems, and he he was willing to take chances. And he deserves a bit of credit. But Tank blew him away, and he's ready now. There's no need for any more. I've heard rematches of Isaac Cruz being mentioned. We don't want to see that. We need to see him in with with the names. Uh, from a selfish point of view, although you've got to give um, Mayweather Promotions credit for how they've pushed him because he's become an event fighter, hasn't he? He's selling out arenas yeah, Brooklyn, all over America yeah. and bringing out crowds. But for the fights we want, I just hope he appears on ESPN with top rank so we can get Shakur, we can get Lomachenko, we can get Haney, Cambosas. That's who we need to see Tank Davis in with now. I, I think he's potentially very, very, very special, but we won't see it. We won't know until we see him match with these people. So, fingers crossed, we get to see tanking with the big guns now. You know what? The far I want to see is him versus Ryan Garcia. Garcia, yeah. That Another is one. just enormous. The way they'd sell it, Garcia there ringside the other night, having yeah. bets and all that. But before we just go over to you, Tom, I thought when he, when he sparked Romero the other night, the way he slipped his head and moved yeah. <laughs> it was brilliant. It was, it was natural. Yeah. It was just so natural. Some of you couldn't see just what he does naturally. Unbelievable, him, isn't he? he? Just he, yeah, he, uh, he just left. He just stayed so calm and patient, and you know that composure to remain remain calm under pressure from Romero. And as soon as he made that mistake, and he let him off with it once, and then as soon as he made it again, he just punished him, didn't he? And he's got he's got frightening power, and he's like he's like he's like he reminds me like a lot of Manny Tyson, not 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 so much in the way that he moves, but in the uh, just just how devastating he is when when he lands. Yeah. When you when you look at people like um, Lomachenko and Shakur, you you can see them comprehensively outboxing people. You know they might lead 
Javonta had danced for a few rounds, but Javonta, yeah. he's got that aura and that X factor yeah. and that power. And he will land on though. He's, he's talented yeah. enough and he will, he will land clean shots on Lomachenko and Shakur. Can they take, can they stand up to it? And I, every fight Tank's going to be in for the remainder of his career is going to be exciting just because of what he is and who he is and, and the character he's become. And I just hope it doesn't get wasted. I just hope we get to see a peak Davis against a real, real test. Round six, and someone you mentioned, Tom, uh, I think you want to brew this up because of a friend of yours um, was yeah. discussed with you. Where does Iron Mike rank? Yeah, that, that, that was a, I just thought I'd put it out there for debate. Um, one, of me, one of my good mates, he was saying, he's saying Mike Tyson isn't in the top five heavyweights of all time. So I I put I think I put it out a little vote on Twitter and stuff like that. And obviously they were all they were all giving them notes, but I just thought that's see what see what you think. Um obviously personally I, I, I put him right up there in terms of you know how quick he, he came to came to, to being heavyweight champion of the world, how devastating he was. You know, obviously he has got the, the bad side thing where he's been away to jail and obviously the history of what went on, but I just think he was you you've got to put him up there, but he mate argues that his resume isn't isn't the best, and you know he rates uh, what's it called? He rates Lennox Lewis and people like that higher higher than him. So yeah. I was just interested to see what you you think of it. You know what? We'll put this out as our question later in the week, John. This one yeah. that Tom puts yeah, out yeah. there. You know what? For impact on the sport and the world, he's up there. He's a top three, maybe. You know, but I'd always rank Lewis, Holmes, Ali. For maybe Foreman Joe Louis uh, above him, but for impact and what he did in this, in such a short space of time is just another level. And you know what? I'm just reading about an hour ago. It's 35 years today since he knocked out Pinkland Thomas, which is my favourite Tyson KO. He's hitting Pinkland mid ring with a load of big right hands, and and then eventually just dropped him in the middle of that. That's my favourite. Tyson knockout. Um, you know what? I just think maybe longevity goes against him as well. Um, it's it's such a you know these lists of who's top five are so mythical in a way. There's ways you put him in there for impact, but there's fight there's five fighters I would find to beat him. I think. What do you think, John? We said we said it a, a bit ago, didn't we? Ryan Walsh is big on this, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's he's overrated by. The hipsters and underrated by the so-called experts, isn't he, Tyson? I think if you if you take him on his absolute best night, you can say Spinks maybe. But Mike Tyson that beat Michael Spinks, I think could beat any heavyweight who ever lived. Yeah, you said that. So it's what do you do? Do you judge it on that one performance when he was yeah. incredible, or do you judge it on a career? I I, I love you know who's the heavyweight we put on. You know, some people uh, might watch Arlen, for impact. He's a great Tyson, yeah. don't we? Yeah, he's the impact heavyweight, but does it make him a top five? It's a real thing. You can, I see why people have him in the top five, but I, you know, I'm sitting on a sprint, so I'm getting sprinters on my ass, but I see why he isn't in the top five. But for impact, when he was in his pomp, people were tuning in in the middle of the night just to see Tyson, weren't they? Yeah. That was all where, 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 where'd, you, where'd you rate him in your top five? Um, where'd you rate him exactly, Tom? To be honest, I can't remember what it said to me, but I'd, I'd probably I'd put him up there in the top top three, like yeah, um, yeah. But is it? I I, I can it's it's good to, to see how much of a debate it's caused, really. Yeah, and I'll I'll put it it's sort of left it. The the one who's really passionate about this is Ryan Walsh, isn't it? He he is he he is just he he's he's similar to you, John, isn't he? Oh yeah, Ryan Ryan absolutely loves Tyson, doesn't he? 
loves him to bits. There's another one. There's another one, you know, another great heavyweight performer. If you were taking them all on one night only, you know, the greatest night they had. And I think the night Riddick Bowe beat Evander Holyfield, I think he was one of the, I don't know a heavyweight. The the Riddick Bowe that beat Holyfield against the Tyson that beat Spinks. My God. Riddick Bowe. Riddick (laughs) Bowe. Oh, he's one of my, so you speak to, if he just lasted another three years, he would have been a top two heavyweight. I mean, I have Tony Bellew, you're now your fellow Everton fan and uh, former world world champion. He's mad on Riddick Bowe. Yeah. Um, oh, was just, oh, that night I was fortunate, so lucky. I'm mean, so lucky in boxing to have been around it for so long. And the fights I've been to, I was there in Las Vegas when he fought the, fir- the first fight with Holofield. And I was sitting next to the late Harry Mullen. Um, and, um, you know, obviously it's press etiquette not to, not to even clap or do anything. You know what I mean, John, and I'm sure Tom does. But in the 10th round, after that 10th round when Holofield fought back, you couldn't, you couldn't help not, not get up. I mean, that was, that was, that, that fight was just something else. And if only, you know, Riddick Bowe, the unfortunate thing is, he, 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 he had a fight every time he got up, got, went in the kitchen, didn't he, with a fridge? It's just such a shame. It's a, and I think there was a lot of people around Bowe who weren't looking out for him. There was all yeah. it, but there was no one there to keep him focused on boxing the money was coming in mad money for that for that era and oh, oh what what he should have been and it's really sad i've heard some stories about him now about people been to interview him at the buy him a pay as you go mobile to do the interview real real sad stories i've heard about you know what what you know how much he he, he needs help it's tragic funnily enough i was rooting around in the loft and i thought i've got another poster i've got i've got one from that night uh, Holyfield Bowl one from the arena, yeah. You've got that, have you? There's in a tube, yeah. But what, what a fight, what a round. And like I say, if we were taking one fighter at the peak, the Tyson who beat Spinks against the Bowl that beat Holyfield, that would be my dream fight ever, I think. Yeah. What's your dream fight, Tom? Dream fight from, for me or for, or do you mean just in general? In general. Both, both. both. Your, your um, dream fight before you retire and become a manager. Dream fight before uh, uh, I don't have a dream fight. This is title world title at uh, Dixon Park. Trying to uh, try and I'll, I'll do the bomber. <laughs> Get one over on Barry. And what's your dream <laughs> fight? I, I, I don't want I'll take one off here either, just to piss the reds off. <laughs> um, <laughs> dream fight. You know what? It's it's hard to say, but you know. But we, I think every, every, all British fans would would love to have seen Fury Joshua, but I just don't really see that happening yeah, now, yeah. do you? I, 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 when it when it first got announced, I was just like, it's not, it's not happening. I was like, I just don't believe it until until I see it when all them pre contract agreements were signed. I was just like, people are getting all dead up up for it, and like, I can't wait to be boss. But I just knew knew it when uh, when his play cutters done. Yeah. It's, it's I've got a feeling I've got a feeling we've said goodbye to it now but there you go what do you think John? Uh, yeah yeah I think the only fight that would get Fury back would be if either Usyk or Joshua puts on a devastating performance yeah. if if that's a a bit of a cakewalk for Usyk one side a bit dull I don't think we'll see Fury yeah. again I think we, we need to hope Joshua beats Usyk as you say devastating knocks him out 
and then the demand and more money than ever before might be there for that fight. But yeah. I, I'm with Tom. I, I think I think we've kissed goodbye to that fight. Yeah, I think so. All right, then, fellas. Well, Tom, thanks for giving us half hour tonight. Uh, good speaking to you. All the best for your fight on on the seventeenth at the Liverpool or is it the MS Bank Arena now? Unless Uh, unless it's it's always the echo. It's the echo. Always the echo. It's It's like it's like the Manchester Arena. They call it the AO Arena. It's always the MEN, isn't it? Always the MEN. Okay, you're you're in action at the Echo Arena, and hopefully all roads lead to an Echo Arena showdown later in the year against Harlem Eubank. That would be fantastic for you. Yeah, that's all. That's right. Nice one for having me. Cheers, boys. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Thank you, John. And thank you, Tom. All the best, fellas. Nice one, Tarot. For all boxing, info, news, and latest interviews, Amateur and Pro, across and off, click and subscribe. VIP, boxing promotions. Also, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.